Hi everybody, this is Ayham Kado, and this is Connectionism. Connectionism is an advanced introduction into meditation, a new form of guided meditation that utilizes ambient music, visualizations, and a talk into the topic at hand if it's present. And in this week's case, can death and the fear of death be eradicated? The typical week session takes about an hour, maybe a bit more, five minutes. It starts with a talk and moves to the music section to go into silent meditation. It's recommended to take a seated position, a comfortable position in any way or form that you're comfortable with. We will start shortly after you've taken your comfortable position. been a long time I did not really I was going through a transition still am always maybe at some point or another I'll manage to have a portable solution the last session we reached and it was kind of the first time that we reach an, an end of a topic that starts another topic and the we're talking about safety in times of total crisis. And one way or another, we reached to death and the fear of death. And was the, that was the end of last week's session. So I see it appropriate to start this week's session with the same ending of last week's, which is this week's topic, can the fear of death be eradicated? Now, it sounds like a 
such a big question to to tackle like fear of death and it's like who are you to talk about this but it's necessary cancer patients go through it people in terms of like major chronic illnesses war even giving birth it's a big big thing that actually paralyzes each one of us from living but what is the fear what kind of death are we fearing like this is the thing that needs to be pointed out so there is the actual death right that everyone if every living organism goes through that's the actual death and we fear that death right but do we fear it actually or do we fear the idea of it which is a fact i mean the idea represents a fact or tries to represent a fact but the end it is a f the psychological idea that we are living with day in day out I mean, you're living your life normally as a kid, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, one day I'm not going to be here. This changes everything. It does. It, at least to me, to myself. How will that affect my life? How will that affect my view of the world? the way I live my life in this form and time. Let's not talk about the kids, let's talk about it now. I'm gonna die one day. How do I wanna spend my time? Is this really fun? Pleasure? leave a heritage like a legacy so i can be remembered by make a name for myself all these are <laughs> what else help others so just so i can feel good about myself that i'm not wasting the time that i'm going through Aren't all these are kind of pitiful things, no matter how much I try to make them sound noble? <clears throat> try to go as to as many restaurants as I can go, as much fancy places and things to see. Stuff to do just for the sake of doing them. Pleasure doesn't cut it. Making an A for myself. It represents the idea that my life was worthwhile through the approval of others and the recognition of others. one way or another the only thing that lives is the idea of me the image of me that is in people's heads and this idea and this image is so easily tarnished you can see it there's no need for examples here but am I living for just a shadow of this? What about the time that I'm spending now? The time that, that is going through now? Is, time, is this time... How is this time being spent? It 
sounds to me at this moment that if this this time is not labeled in a label that I'm proud of, again, me being proud of that label, that image, then this time is not really worth having. So I try to distract myself in all these various ways. Now, if that is the fact that I really don't want to face, then the end that I'm going to induce myself with an illusion or in an illusion, that I would feel proud, I feel maybe patriotic, noble, like a savior or not, or maybe even the opposite, like I feel like a criminal or whatever. Or maybe I'd also, like I would say, like this, nothing makes sense. It's all neutral, so I'm going to be like a neutral person. So it's all, all, most of these philosophies or beliefs, let's say, dictate the way I live. Because I just can't live without a fixed thing, whatever that thing is. Was it the country? Was it the job? Source of income, career, person to love, family, an idea of myself, etc., etc., etc. Roots, I need roots. I cannot live without roots. Now, having said all this, like money, like there are the physical needs, like food and shelter and money, well, in this world and this time is money. It makes sense, of course. These things are, right? I cannot survive without them. But we're talking about psychologically. We're, we're concerned with the psychological realm, right? Like always. So the dependency of these things and how I visualize myself and visualize the environment I should be in. That's the point of concern. And that's where the fear of death is. Death is happening. That's the fact of death. But what we live with is the fear of death. Which technically stops us from living. Freely. It's like we have to compensate that fear of death with another thing. Something that will maybe overtake that fear. It's like, you know, my life is worth this. I'm going to do this. And for that, I'm, I'm doing this for that. And I'm going to achieve this for that. I'm going to go through this whole this effort to, to make something happen of myself and the other people around me. Or the opposite, destroy myself and destroy the people around me. It really doesn't sound that much different. Because to the, to, to, the, to the person in, in concern, talking about like the results of society, although the energy reflects, but talking about here and now. So many of us went to an, a life of giving and ended up suicide. In, like they suicide. So it's like, oh, it doesn't matter to this person. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be noble, or you shouldn't be charitable or a good person, whatever it is. But I'm talking about like the fact of this living and this life. We're so fragile psychologically. We're as dependent psychologically as an infant, physically. We are as dependent psychologically as an infant is dependent psycho uh, physically. This is how 
ex- again, fragile as a collective society, in my opinion. Or clearly, it's so few that you've, like so few of us that live a life and just that, just living a life. Instead of living a li- their life for something. They're just living. Now, in order for me to be alive, and being alive depends on how you see the word, what does it mean to be alive? Right? Because I think that word also for us to understand death, one needs to understand life. And I don't know. I don't feel like yeah. I even maybe have the the necessary energy to discuss such a topic. But let's go through it anyway. We started this. I sleep. I eat. I think. Talk to my friends if they're there. Family. Indulge in pleasures do my job, get paid, have kids, learn new things, do new things, travel, see, discuss, indulge, all this is life, no? at least my life. Animals, plants, eating, going to the bathroom, not. As long as this is the case, it's all good. But then the moment one puts an idea of one, what one should be doing, then now there is this comparison, is this life worth living or not? So, can I live a life without the after image of it? And can I Let's go back. Can I live a life without the after image of it? Because living is fine. Now I live it, and then all of a sudden it becomes a stored up structure and memory in my head that dictates the way I see myself and I see the way I should be living. Makes me dependent again, psychologically. Now, whatever needs to be a routine will be a routine. Automatically, of course, because this organism eventually have its own routine. But, again, let's go back. I want to take it differently. Can I live a life without the after image? Currently, if we're as conditioned, then no. So what should I do? I need to understand... I need to understand what is happening. Now, in the here and now. Not understand what's gonna happen later with me psychologically or what have happened before. That doesn't mean that I'm blocking myself from these things but I'm saying that I'm not seeking them because if I seek them that act of seeking 
What is the root of seeking? What's making me seeking these things that is out of the here and now? What's making me seek generally? It's desire. Safety. Familiarity. The thing is, once we reach there, it's n it's not enough. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my soul. It's not enough. And I see it in my own toxic habits. Toxic relationships. I see the contrast. I don't know if I see the contrast. Am I distracting myself from how mediocre this life is? Am I trying to prove that it is not mediocre? How predictable life is for me. How I made life predictable. A life that is rarely explored. And what is it, when it is explored, it ends up to be an act of seeking. Basically, we've been, our wings have been cut, most of us. Regardless of what we do and how we do it. Collectively. But that collectiveness is present in me and you. It's present in my life and your life. It's present in my chest every day when I wake up in the morning, when I go back to sleep, when I talk to my friends, when I react to things, to life. Am I really, is that really what is happening in me? Or is this the way that I remember reacting? Am I really afraid of showing what is the real deal? in me, to show my fears, to show my prejudices, the way I really see how life is going, for me on the inside. It's like all these ideas and, and bridges and barriers that I have constructed around myself throughout the years unconsciously 
can I live without them? Can I see them die in front of me and wither away? Because it sounds like the only way for living to take place as closer to the moment, as closest to this moment as possible. Of course, we're talking about the moment itself. Then one needs to die for all these previous ways and all these futuristic ways that are derived from the previous ways. Because my idea of the future is rooted in the past. Clearly. So that future which I want to manifest have sprung out from my collected knowledge and experience of the past, psychologically. So, again, it's limited, cannot be trusted. So in order for me to live, freely, and in this moment, all these collected systems and labels and images and ideas need to die, psychologically. And the fear of death dies with them. Because the fear of death is an idea. And of course, it has a huge emotional impact because once once organism believes in it, becomes the reality. However, my reality is also a collection of ideas, a collection of metaphors and images, met a collection of words. So living freely also means, to means, is expressed in a way for these things to just move out of their way. And we're not talking about moving it out of the way and keeping and bringing it back again later. No, just dying. And how does it die? Okay, now we're talking. So, how does it die? The thing is, I am paying attention to whatever is happening with me. I'm paying attention, let's say, I understand what attention is. I see it. I listen. And then I go out in the world. And I live my life indoors, alone, in probably sometimes in isolation, sometimes it's not, especially in these corona times. And uh, I see that inside things are one thing. And on the outside, things are another. And without any direction, I see a contrast between the two. Why am I reacting this way? A way that does not really represent whatever is inside of me. Why am I acting in a different way? Why am I saying something and feeling another? Acting one way and thinking another. So that means that things are changing. But in the same time, there is something that is not being let go of. As if there is a difference in time. Between the physical time and the psychological time. It's like the idea of me is in a different time than the actuality of me. So, we observe. The contrast between life and death, between living and dying, I observe it. And I keep, not keep, it's just I observe and that's it. I listen, I tune in. 
And yeah, I just tune in. And with time, physical time, the contrast just keeps on morphing. And actually something new is born. But I just like, I can't know what it is. And I don't need to. Actually, I seriously don't need to. If I do, I'm, I'm go, I'm, I went back to the same old, old, old ways. Hmm. Let it morph. Let something new be born. And take it all. Keep none. That's what, what's being said lately. Take it all. Keep none. And then it's a life of like, precise. As, as Bruce Lee said, like, to live a life that when you take an action, take a step, it's not an inch more or an inch less. It's exactly as it is. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And that life is a life of discipline. But that discipline is not forced intellectually. It's a discipline that is born out of the attention that is present in the here and now. The here and now, and attention to the here and now, is like a never-ending well. It's an infinite well. Everything comes out of it and comes to it. I don't really need to worry that much about myself and about the world psychologically. And as a result, the physical needs are in line. But they're not being mixed up with my psychological presentation of life. With time. Physical time. One can breathe and actually breathe. Not to breathe to relax or breathe to reach somewhere or breathe to be something. You just breathe. So maybe we breathe together.
Mm-hmm.